never take for granted God's presence that is uh, with us always. And uh, guys, you could let's sit down for a moment. We've, we've, we've got some time where we're going to be able to just out of the presence of God, out of the presence of God, uh, where we've been, continue and share a few things. We, we, we said, for uh, those of you who've seen in, in our church media, there's, it's, um, we want it to be a little bit of a testimony time. It's slightly different this morning. We've gathered around the bread and wine, and, uh, and we talked to family and prayed for family. But God's done some amazing things for us over these last months. Um, he reminded me of the woman of the issue of blood in the Bible. It's a story. She's spent it all that she's had trying to get healed. And... Um, and here this lady does something that set precedence where people started coming and touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And, um, but you need to read a little bit of the story before and find that there was a centurion who came to Jesus and, and amazingly said, Jesus, you can, Jesus you, can, you can just do anything. You've got all authority. Just say the word and, and it's healed. And then there was a lady who'd lost her son, the widow of Nain, uh, she's known as, and, and Jesus came and just touched the, the stretcher that they were carrying into their body. And, and he got raised from the dead. Amazing stories. And, and in those stories, his words started spreading around the region. We read of the guy called Legion that most of us have heard of. And Legion was filled with all kinds of trouble and voices in his head. And Jesus healed him. Jesus healed him and made him well. Astounding the people in the local area. And Jesus actually, he wanted to stay with Jesus and stay close. But Jesus said this, go and tell the people in your region. Go and tell the people in your region. He says, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done. Go home to your own people. Those people he'd been alienated and, 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 and just ostracized from because of his behavior. And he went and did that. And the fame of his name of Jesus spread throughout the whole region. It happened, it happened after the centurion's servant was healed and the widow of Nain. This, this is what happened. The rumor of him went through Judea and all the region about him. And in the middle of all of that, the woman with the issue of blood, it said, when she heard about him, see, your story, your testimony, this thing that God has done for you, you never know where your story is going to go. You never know how it's going to filter through and find its way to somebody who has ears to hear and a heart that says, I need that. We must never minimize the words of our testimony, our story. And we have stories in this room, and we wanted to give a little bit of time this morning to hear some. Now, the guy who was um, blind, he had probably the best, shortest, most impactful statement that you could ever think. It was eight words. Once I was blind, now I can see. I mean, that was fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, some of us take 15 minutes to describe the sky that it was like on the day that Jesus came and, uh, and did something for us. Well, we're not into that right now. What we need is a bit more near to, once I was blind, now I can see. Now, don't feel that it has to be super uber dramatic. Over this last season, some of us have been homeschooling. Some of us have got new jobs. And you just want to say, I just want to pray. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give Gemma a heads-up warning. I get accused sometimes of picking on people, so I might as well live up to that reputation. I know that that wonderful young lady who is in our lives and in our church family has got a story that God provided something. She can nearly do it in eight words if she wants to. We might give her two sentences. But what we'd like to hear 
is some of the stories of Jesus. Now, that's a cue, Gemma, for you to get up and start walking, yeah? I'm giving you a little fill, because Gemma's going to be our first, okay? The first person that picked on. And you know what will happen is this. For those in the room and those online, you are going to hear some stories, and you'll just think, if God could do it there, God could do it for me too. That's what testimony does. It stirs faith and hope. And we might be waiting a long time, but it's, it's God did it there. You can do it again, God, okay? So eyes and ears attentive. If you've got something to share, we want you to be able to come. We don't want lots of time wasted, you know, and uh, walk, walking up and waiting for you. So, so, so feel free to come. Hi, Gemma. Hello. You still love me? You okay? You know how to use the microphone? Just I'm going to point it up at the right angle so we don't have loads of people touching it. But... Uh, Hey, Gemma. Um, as a lot of you know, uh, I qualified from Edge Hill as a teacher. I didn't have a job. And now I start it on Wednesday. So, woo, praise God. We love that. And you start in Liverpool, in Walton, Everton. Oh, I've got to say Everton rather than Liverpool, haven't I? That would be very important for some of you who are blues. But you're going to be influencing the nation. And there are others in the room who need jobs. What God could do for one, he could do for you. That's great news. Why am I waiting and there's a gap here? There's a space here for somebody to say, listen, what did Jesus do? You've been homeschooling. You maybe have had a touch of healing, a provision, a grace, something that's just brought you encouragement where you've been able to, to, to step through these months that have been challenging for all of us. Maureen's here. Maybe somebody else could come and sit on that chair near Claire and you know, then I'll know that you're next, yeah? Hi, a wonderful Maureen. Hi. Uh, most of you know that I've had a really bad leg recently and um, had some blood tests and I got told that I had uh, a type of blood cancer. So those of you who know me know I live by the word of God. So I rang Jeff and asked if the elders would pray for me because that's what the word of God says. And so we, the elders came and prayed for me. And when I went to see the hematologist, the hematologist, hematologist said to me, uh, you haven't got, I don't think you've got the blood cancer. I don't think you've got it. The uh, blood tests don't show that it's high enough that you've got it. So I was praising God that I haven't got blood cancer. <laughs> But I'm still waiting for results from an MRI scan about the pain in this leg. So if you'll keep praying for me, perhaps I can come back and give another testimony of healing for the pain in my leg. Maureen, 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 Maureen. Just sit there, just one moment, just there. We're not just going to... See, testimony causes faith to rise and hope to rise. Let's listen to another testimony. I, so that you know I'm not picking on Pam, because I'd never dare pick on Pam. I did ask Pam whether or not she would be willing to share something about her own health and her own life during this season of life. That's the cue also to start walking. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Happy days. Thank you, Dave. Um, 2014, December, I retired and I looked forward to a healthy retirement. 2015, I started falling to pieces. I, um, I got aches and pain, um, mobility um, was not good, um, brushing my hair was a problem, walking, um, I could drive if it was forwards. Um, 
So in September 2015, I was diagnosed with the type of arthritis and put on medication. And that took away the pain and um, other things. Um, my, my mobility was back, but it suppressed the immune system so much that I picked up anything and everything. Um, because I'm on, on the medication, I had to have a blood test every month, and that started throwing things up that I didn't know I had. Ooh. Like, at oh, once, um, an overactive thyroid. Now, one of the symptoms is weight loss, but I didn't get that one. Um, <laughs> so, and then another time, I was told that something om ominous was going on with my liver. And um, so because, so through all of that, Jeff was praying for me. Every day he prayed for my health and God is so good, he intervened. Um, I've lost the track again now. Um, right, so liver, um, so okay. So because there was something wrong with my liver, they stopped the medication, and that was in January 2020. As COVID is, is kicking in, my immune system can now start getting back. So praise God, his timing is perfect. Um, the thyroid is normal. So I'm off the medication for the arthritis. I'm now off the medication for the thyroid. They don't want to see me anymore. Hallelujah. And then I went for an MRI scan, and I don't have liver cancer. And I, and I can drive in reverse. Um, <laughs> but I just want to thank God yeah. that through it all, he was with me. And I thank God that I can move and, and everything. God is so awesome. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Pam. Thank you. When Jesus said the words, I came that you might have abundant life, he also said the words, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. They're two sides of a coin, and we don't necessarily all understand it. When those words come from, from medics or other people that suggest that you've got this or that, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't match with our, I came that you might have an amazing life. Jesus still has that, and that is for us. And in this moment, your testimony has been beautiful. Your pressing in on the Lord has been encouraging. And we like to hear that testimony of Jesus has done something. And it's been a long time, folks. It wasn't just there, was it? I mean, Pam started in 2014. I'm so sure some of you might have thought, it's going to be a long testimony. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's a story of God touching a life and freeing him up. And that's great. Julia, I, I don't want to, I know that we've heard a video and it was a little bit like that, but do you want to say anything? Just, if, if you've got a testimony, a short testimony about healing, we are going to pray for those who are in the room or if you're online, we're going to pray for you that the healing power of Jesus will go. We're going to pray for Maureen because the, the leg still is given a little bit of jip. We're hearing stories that stir faith and encourage us in God. Hi, Julia. Hi. Hi, David was talking about Jesus coming to give abundant life, and that's certainly my testimony. Since the beginning of COVID, I've been on a medical adventure, which is quite a new experience for me. But God has been good 
all the way through in amazing ways. I've never uh, been unaware of his presence and I've had such an army of people praying for me. It's been quite staggering. And although eventually the medical authorities diagnosed leukemia as the basic source of my problem, a blood cancer, which only began as sore feet originally. But God has been good. And now that I'm under a hematologist, each time I go to him, he hums and haws and says, well, I need to give you chemotherapy, but I don't want to because you have other problems, fibroids in your womb, and uh, so I'll leave it. And so for the second time now, I'm going back to him in four weeks to, to see what else he will come up with. But I have abundant life. I, was, I walked six miles in the Lake District last week with the family, which amazed me. I've been working in the garden. I feel better now than I have done for 18 months. And that's God's victory. That's an answer to your prayer. And it's been a wonderful experience. It may be a COVID nightmare from the point of view of medical uh, procedures, but I am very well and praising God for the health he's given me and the health he will give me. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure that he's gonna have this victory and the blood count will become stable again without any undue interference. So praise God for your prayer and his Wonderful. love. Thank you, Julia. Again, we're gonna be praying into this now, okay? So, so the prayer of a righteous person, that's God's people, that's us. That's you. The prayer of God's people is powerful and effective. Yeah? And so Joy, who is just one of our inspirational NHS nurses, that you do all the stuff in the natural that helps people and blesses people. And we're so grateful for all of you who serve in that, in that whole sector. Uh, you've been true heroes. But right now you're going to do something supernatural. And you're going to place your hand on Maureen's shoulder. And that leg, which we've believed can be healed, you, you don't have to pray out loud, I'll, I'll make a prayer, okay? But you pray, you pray there. For Julia, if there's anybody who wants to just place a hand on that shoulder, that's okay. You've got hand sanitizer on your table, then just go. If, you, if you're nearby and you wanna pray, and Miriam, you've astounded us this year as well with a different aspect of life and testimony. Let's do it. And Pam, we want full health here. So let's have somebody with Pam. And, and the rest of us, you know what? God hears our every prayer. Would you love to see these people be able to stand up and know that they have another bill of health? It's a bit confounding us. We don't right understand it, but your blood's good. Your leg is better. Your whatever it is. Would you like to raise your hand to God in heaven who hears your prayer? And would you just make your prayer now as we just ask you in the powerful, mighty name of King Jesus to come and bring your healing touch upon these ladies' lives who amaze us. And we want to thank you for all you've done, but there's so much more. And so we would come boldly to your throne and ask you that for Maureen and for Julia, for Pam, that they would know nothing other than the full healing power of Jesus flowing through their bodies. 
restoring that which is, is broken and poorly, that they might experience life. That is our prayer. That is what we are asking you to do something extraordinary. In the name of the risen Jesus, hallelujah. And for those right now who, who maybe are carrying an illness and carrying a condition, we would thank God for the testimonies that we hear that he is more than able. He can do all things and that he is the Lord our healer. And we will pray healing over this household of faith and those listening online that you would know a touch of Jesus and you would share with your family and your friends and your neighbor all that he has done for you as well. Amen. Amen. Testimony inspires us to, to other stuff. I'm looking across at Deb Nolan and thinking, I don't know, Deb represents some of the self-employed in this world. I, I've looked and been staggered how they're even standing, some of them, this far on with all the challenges. And if Deb Nolan doesn't have a testimony, I don't know who could. And so I'm going to carry on talking until she's here and not look at an higher friend. She does have a testimony. I know you do. Um, yeah, from, from the minute we were locked down, that was all my job gone, all my income gone. My one job paid me half, a little bit of money each month. But my testimony is that God used you guys to keep me going. And I was regularly get an envelope through the post with cash in it, completely anonymous. And my son would see this money come in and his girlfriend was like, what's that, mom? I said, I don't know. And it was an envelope and there was money in it. And my, so your, your testi my testimony is that you blessed me. God spoke to you. You were obedient. You fed into me. You kept me going. You get, kept me paying the bills because I don't know how I was going to do it. But the knock-on effect of that was that witness of God's love and provision was a witness through my son and his girlfriend who isn't a Christian and they just didn't get it at all and I'm like well that's God for you isn't it um so hallelujah Thank and I'm you, still God. here and still standing God. and God has not let me miss one single bill or one meal or one anything hallelujah. at all his Praise provision God. is perfect his provision is perfect for all of us. We must remember this. When we feel the prompting of the Spirit, somebody's name drops in, at least pray for them. If somebody comes into your head, at least be praying for them. Who knows? And then have a little listen. Listen and see if there is a prompting. It's not always money, but it might be a gift of flowers, a text, a call, an email. There's something that you can do. Maybe that person just needs a phone call or a FaceTime. There's so many ways, aren't there, that we can make an impact Kerry Jones said, one man's good deed is another man's miracle. And you're, it's just a good deed. There was something that you could give and bless with. And uh, just do it. Respond. And the more we respond, it's amazing how we start hearing more and more those kind of things. Now, Jefferson, I'm going to ask you just to defer. I did say sit in that chair, but I wouldn't want Colin to stand any longer. So I'm going to let Colin, no, no, I know that you could do Colin. I'm not saying that you're not. You're not weak, but you, you come here and share first, and then Jefferson could do also a testimony. And I, once I was blind, now I can see. Remember those words? No, we've got a little time, and we're going to make the most of it. Hey, Colin, just step forward a little bit, right. my friend. As you know, just over 12 months ago, I had a heart attack. That's to have emergency bypass surgery. You all prayed for me. We did. You all prayed for me when I couldn't come off 
the life support machine because I was crashing. That was last 12 months last July. In September, I got a urine infection, which went, and I got sepsis. Then again, this year, I had a bleed on my stomach internally. Three pints of, or three units of blood I had to have. What happened in Broad Green before this? Each one of those things was life-threatening. But when I was in Broad Green, I don't remember anything of what went on when I was in intensive care, apart from one thing. And I was talking to the nurses, I think, because I was, I was way out of it. But the one thing I do remember saying, if it's true, but it is true, is that if God wants to take me, he will take me. But if he still has a purpose in this life for me, he won't. We all have a purpose in this life. That's the truth. That's absolutely wonderful. So he still has a purpose for me because he didn't take me at that time. It's great news. Oh, it's great news. Thanks, Colin. One of the great things we can share with people about God's love for them is that he loves them and he has a plan for them. I, I can't tell you how many times I have said that personally and I learned it from our friend Arna Scargan. Just because it's truth. God loves them and God's got a plan for them. And, and, and you can find a way. And Colin, I'm just reminded of the guys who brought the sick friend on the bed. They carried you in prayer. And we as a family will all at times need to be carried in prayer by each other. That's wonderful. Jefferson, you've been very patient and very kind and very good and... Hiya, my friend. Hello. Um, ooh, it's loud. Uh, <laughs> so my kind of thing I wanted to say actually goes back quite a few years ago. I think it was September 2019. Actually, it goes a bit earlier than that in 2019. But um, uh, Irene, as you all know, is going down to London. But the first time she went down to London was... Uh, 2019 for a placement year at the same group and um, she needed a place to live and the first time round it was our second trip down that we actually found these wonderful people for her to stay in uh, to stay with and um, it was all very very good they were absolutely lovely people they are still friends now and they are have been such a blessing on Irene's life uh, and so unfortunately she couldn't stay there this time over um, and so we had this long and difficult, arduous task of trying to find a place for Irene to live down in London um, that she could afford, because London is incredibly expensive, uh, that wasn't too far away from work. Because last time she was commuting an hour and a half each way, and that's, pff, that's a long time. It's a long time on the tube and on a bus and walking, especially if you have heavy shopping. And... Um, so we were praying about this for a very long time. I was, I was very stressed because I wanted Irene to find a place that wasn't dodgy, wasn't uh, you know, rough, wasn't too expensive, and it wasn't just going to be the most bare, basic, 
uh, place to live, bare basic room, which was going to be cold and moldy and just generally, you know, not very nice. Because uh, that's what it's like. And um, so it was how many weeks ago now? It was, it was July, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. And um, maybe about a month ago, we went down to London. We got up at 3 a.m. to get a train from Liverpool Lime Street at about half five. Uh, thankfully, Mike and Gemma were kind enough to drive us down to Liverpool in the middle of the night. So thank you guys. And um, we had about five or six houses lined up to have a look at. And we're, it was going to take us across the city, back and forth between uh, White City or uh, Notting Hill to, oh, uh, I can't even remember all the different places we were going to go to. Uh, we arrived in London at about 8 o'clock at Euston Station, and we had a bit of time before our first viewing, and, um, but when we, when we got there, we were, all, we were both very, very nervous. Uh, it took a while for us to actually get there. It was very warm, and uh, <laughs> we were carrying a suitcase because Irene has a lot of stuff that she wanted to keep with some friends, the people she stayed with last time. Uh, and so we're dragging this around with big, heavy bags, which has all of our food and water and stuff for the day. And um, so we get there, and we're very, very nervous. And we go in, and the first house is actually very lovely. Um, it was the closest one to work. It's about half an hour on the bus, uh, or on the tube as well. And uh, it was cheap. It was clean, tidy good space, wasn't moldy or damp or wet or, it wasn't dodgy either. Um, and it was our very first viewing and we were not the only ones who were going to view it. There were a, quite a few other people, there's about five or six other people there uh, who wanted the same room and we got it. And Hallelujah. it was the very first house that we went down to see. And so we were able to, scrap everything else because this one room was just the best room that we could get. And it's just another example of how last time, back in 2019, God provided Irene with a great, amazing space to be around with great people uh, who were able to take care of her and feed her whenever she would come in late at night after a long, you know, working extra hours and then having to do that hour and a half trip back who were able to be there for her. She now has a place where she can be independent uh, has people there that are, she will know and um, will make great friends with. And um, God's provided that as well, a place where she can be safe and warm and, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, give thanks to God, give praise to God for all that. He yeah. needs to know that his, uh, his girlfriend is safe and sound. Far away from me, of course. <laughs> Which he's already said once already, but <laughs> thanks, Jefferson. Yeah. The, the, it, it is God that does that. You know, here's the thing, that it, wouldn't it be nice if God had given that maybe four months ago to take the stress out rather than a few weeks just before? Wouldn't it be lovely if that was always the way? And how many times has God taken us down to the wire, it seems? But as if, if, if deadlines press in our lives, whether that is financial or job, or I, I know that the guys that are in Curzon Road at the moment are looking to the Lord for a new house, a, a new place to live. And uh, do you know what? God knows. He's, he's destined the places we should live. And, and as we commit our way to him, he will direct our steps. And, and, and you and I, in that journey, we know we'd love to be a 
an arc light on maybe the next chapter in the next season. But commit your way to the Lord and he'll direct your steps. And sometimes it might only be the next step. And God just says, will you trust me? Will you put your, your, your hand into my hand and take the next step of faith? Now our musicians are going to come up because we're going to close our time together by singing a song which talks about the faithfulness of God. We love this song so much. It expresses how God's faithfulness has accompanied us. And Lynn, as I know I'm getting some, it's really funny because the camera only gets here so I could now cut. But everybody's going, ends there, you stupid man. Did you not see us sneak in? You could do well in the army with camouflage. Lynn, come here. Uh, you can make it quicker, I'll take the microphone off you. <laughs> Back in April and May, I suddenly became quite ill and um, I went from walking quite well to not wanting to go out the house, very breathless, very, very fatigued. GP was testing me for anemia and um, glandular fever, which came back negative. My um, transplant consultant said that after seven years, round about after seven years after heart transplantation, the arteries in the heart can start to um, be attacked gradually by my immune system, like micro attacks over time, and they can become kind of calcified. So he was sending me for um, a CT scan. So I asked church to pray for me. Thank you that you all did. And I also specifically said to my connect group, can you agree with me in prayer that the scan will come back and show that my arteries are absolutely pristine? Because my other heart, that was absolutely rubbish, but the arteries were absolutely pristine. So I used that word. And I kept saying to God, thank you, Lord, for absolutely pristine arteries. So anyway, consultant phoned me up last Monday. And he said, I've got great news. The CT scans come back and it shows your arteries are absolutely pristine. So, so I said to him, oh, it's funny you should use that word. And he said, I don't know why I said that. I don't usually use that word. So I was able to tell him that my church had been praying for me and I'd asked the church to pray for that, those partic that particular word. That is great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Praise God. Praise God. I wonder... If we could, if you're able to, just stand in the presence of God. We're going to draw together now, grateful for all the good things that we've heard, knowing this, that God is the same, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we know that we can trust him and have great confidence in a God who has shown his goodness and will continue to do so for all of us, yes?
you that you're the same yesterday today and forever you're wonderful and we praise you and we thank you for your faithfulness oh god in heaven